welcome to the, the podcast and the webinar. This is the uh, Muslim Care Center, Muslim Food Bank and Aspire uh, webinar to highlight the great work of our community partners. In this episode, we have Embers and we have Marsha Nozick and we have Lynn Tapper. And these are two, uh, two great uh, contributors to our community's well-being in the area of employment and getting jobs for, for newcomers, for all races, help uh, preventing poverty and a lot of great work that they're doing. And so to start off, uh, we'd like uh, Marcia to uh, introduce herself and introduce the origin story of, of how Embers came to be. And then we can talk uh, about what the work is currently. So please, Marcia, go ahead. All right, thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, so uh, I go back a long way in, we're located in the downtown Eastside community. We also have some locations in the lower mainland, but we started, our origins started in the downtown Eastside Vancouver community. Um, and uh, my background, the focus of my background has been community economic development. So it started in about the year 2000 and we were looking at this neighborhood, this particular neighborhood of about 20,000 people. And, you know, so many, you know, it's such a diverse community. Um, it's racially diverse, it's culturally diverse. Um, and, uh, you know, the newspapers would just paint it like it was one, um, one, you know, just uh, just one character and you know just a bunch of people who you know didn't have any capacity and were causing crime and drugs but we I lived in this neighborhood and I knew how many different types of people there were and, and diversity here is is our one of our biggest assets it's a richness that creates um, a lot of actually social cohesion in this neighborhood so when you started to drill down, you saw that there were there were people who were um, in this neighborhood that were trying to get back on their feet. There were a lot of newcomers to the neighborhood, people from other countries, and and you end up in the downtown east side because, you know, it's you know there's affordable housing here. Uh, maybe you don't have a job yet, and you're not you you know this is the, the only part of the city where you can maybe you know, land, land in, uh, on your feet uh, to begin with, you know, there, you maybe need shelter. And, you know, this is the place where so many people who are coming from other countries, also people who are coming out of prisons, people who are, um, who may have had an addiction and have gone into addiction treatment. There's a lot of addiction treatment centers here and they've come out and they're looking for what to do next. There's people on disability, again, because it's affordable to live here. Lots of people with disabilities here. Um, so it's a very diverse, a lot of artists, you know, a lot of indigenous people, um, uh, disproportionate number of, this, of indigenous people live in this community. And um, we realized that a lot of people had a lot of capacity to work, to do things, you know, be productive in life, but there weren't a lot of opportunities for them. And so it was from that perspective that I started Embers in uh, we incorporated in 2001 and we were the, the mission is to create employment and economic opportunities for people who are marginalized or living on low incomes and who don't necessarily fit the mainstream and people who are starting over so we've really focused on that in 2008 
we started we started out doing micro enterprise development we've helped like some 800 entrepreneurs low income people to start small businesses and but in 2008 uh, I launched something called uh, it's a social enterprise called Ember Staffing Solutions and that was to have a greater social impact for greater numbers of people um, and to create uh, opportunities for people to uh, bridge back to work. So this is a temporary, we call it temporary, but it's, a, it's an employment agency. It's a, it runs like a regular business, a staffing company. But we chose this model because it allows for flexible work opportunities. So people might be coming from a background they, that maybe they're, they're studying English um, and at nights or during the days, or maybe they're, they're coming out of prison, they have to meet parole officers or maybe, so they can't work at a 40 hour a week job. And so we had to find a niche for, the, for all of these people that had the capacity to work, but didn't fit the mainstream. And that was the whole purpose of setting up Amber Staffing Solutions. So we can put people, um, we place people on jobs um, a variety of different jobs. Lots of that's in construction. Some of that's also in warehousing and, and administrative types of jobs, but most of it is in construction. And we were able to uh, find work for people um, when they could work one or two days a week or three days a week, and we could build that up and become a stepping stone towards full-time employment. And um, we, you know, we started in 2008 and we, we, we've grown tremendously. So where we're employing some 300 people a week on our payroll oh. and, uh, you know, some $14 million worth of sales revenues. And, uh, we are the largest employer in the downtown east side and the largest employment social enterprise in Canada. So we've, we've been able to have a tremendous impact. And along with that, and this is where, where my wonderful friend Lynn comes in, uh, along with that, we have developed support programs. So it wasn't just good enough to find somebody a job, but people, these are people who are facing barriers to employment. There's lots of barriers. You know, it, it, discrimination is one of the biggest barriers to employment. You know, First Nations people, people coming from other countries, um, if you're on a disability, you know, you know how do you how do you overcome the barriers? You have housing barriers, you have just being in poverty barriers, you have all, you know, a racial uh, discrimination barriers. So um, we, we have, as we developed and created income, generated income for ourselves as a business, we plow, because we are a charity, we plow that back into our supports for the workers that we're employing. And um, some of that is, you know, we provide equipment, uh, PPE, because that's very expensive and it's a, it's a barrier to even getting a job if you, can, if you don't have that yourself. Um, we provide and, transportation. And, yeah. And, and Marcia, just with that equipment, this is something unique because, you know, you're very different from other staffing agencies because you will even get the work boots, you'll get the gloves, mm -hmm. you'll get whatever is required because a lot of folks that need help, they don't necessarily even have again, the PPE, the masks, or, or, or the boots, and, and maybe talk about how, 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 how Embers is very different from other kind of uh, job placement agencies or labor ready or what have you. Yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah, and that, exactly. We, in fact, we've taken that model and turned it upside down. We use the 
the business model, but we've turned it right upside down. So instead of exploiting people, we we want to uh, move them ahead. And and so yeah, so um, right right from the start, we recognized you know a pair of boots costs more than a hundred dollars. A lot of people maybe here new or who are living in shelters or you know they they can't afford it so they have no opportunity right there so we we realize okay we're going to have to buy boots we created a tool lending library even carpenters we've got we've got uh, you know the hammers we've got the basic equipment for people to go out if they have a skill or even if they don't have a skill just to get onto a job site um, that's number one. Uh, then we recognized as we were going along, I used to drive people in the mornings at 5.30 in the morning to job sites and talk to people. And I realized that so many people were coming and they were hungry. They were going to work. They were coming from the street and they hadn't eaten in 24 hours. And I'm putting them you know, onto a job to work all day. That, that's not possible, right? So I was stopping and buying people food and they said, no, oh, no, let's develop a, at least a basic breakfast program in the morning. So people can come to our office before they go to work and they can get coffee and basic uh, snacks and we give them sandwiches now, we give them fruits and you know, the whole thing. And uh, they can take that with them so that they're you know, equipped to work. You can't work on an empty stomach. I mean, it's, it's terrible. So it's um, holistic. So you provide a holistic environment looking at not just the person as, as a means to, to, to just uh, making money, that there are multiple issues. Again, uh, hunger, uh, food, uh, the necessary equipment and, and, and uh, to, to actually work. So you're looking at the whole package uh, of the person. So I think I haven't seen anything like what you're doing and you're providing the job. <laughs> so you're helping, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're basically providing all the resources to get that person to get to work and, and, and really look at them as human beings that, that just need that help in a very holistic and an overall kind of uh, a caring way that, that, that you guys are providing beyond what a corporation or a business would do. Yes, for sure. And um, it, really it's, um, yeah, holistic is a good word. And it, the wraparound supports, as we made money, we, because we're certified charity, all of that, all the profits, you know, go back to, to support. That's a main difference than a, a regular, you know, temp, temporary or day labor company. So, so we also hired like a social worker on staff. We realized that people had problems. They had problems finding housing or somebody would die in their family or their life was in crisis and they needed some counseling. So we had, we, we, we had that kind of support as well. And I think, um, and, and, and um, other kinds of supports are financial. Like we, we always paid more than other companies. We tried to create a living wage for people. Um, we give people who are, you know, to incentivize them, we give them raises as they go along. Um, and, and, you, and, you, and you pay them, like in other jobs, they have to wait one month or whatever. You pay them weekly. We pay them weekly. And um, if they're just coming to us from the street and they don't have any or, the, or whatever, they're just coming to us new and they don't have really money in their pockets, we actually pay them that day if they've worked. So we, we have somebody every day giving out advances against their week's pay, especially wow. for the first few weeks so that they're not suffering. We didn't want to get into a day labor situation where you get your money, you spend it, you get your money, and then you get trapped. But we, uh, we devised a system whereby they could get paid up to $150 a week, enough to, to ease some of the pain, but they'd have something left at the end 
uh, of their pay for a paycheck and then gradually move people into a, a, a weekly pay. But yeah, so that, that, that for sure, we, whatever comes up, we try to solve the solution. And, and go on. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, you even provide training, like actual <laughs> skills training that you yeah. pay for. And that was where I was going to, and that's where I was going to next, because I think um, that might even be the most important piece. I mean, we're, we're, we're dealing with basic needs to begin with, but, uh, you know, food and, and that, you know, that sort of thing, just being able to get onto a site. But, but ultimately, our goal is to, you know, move people along in a career path and, and to get them, you know, flying off on their own. So the best way is through training. And so um, we have been developing over the years and getting more and more funds towards that training programs that will provide certified skills for people. So maybe they come in, uh, somebody might come in as a general laborer, you know, and, and earning $15, $16, $16 an hour now, 16, 17. And then uh, with training, they might go off within a year or a number of months to be earning $25 to $30 an hour. So, I mean, you know, and now you're, you're in the living wage category. So that's, that's our goal. And, and um, Lynn is our manager of, of our training programs and she's done a terrific job. And, you know, it's, it's very, very incorporated into all of our employment placements and following people along. And the care for the people, and, and in my numerous discussions with Lynn, is really looking at the person because we talk about a lot of immigrants that have come from, from different countries, even as refugees. So they've had to come because of uh, different circumstances. Um, and, and a lot of them have a very high level of education, uh, but it doesn't necessarily translate to a Canadian, let's say a doctor or an accountant or uh, a lawyer or whatever education they had from their previous countries and they just want to get started they, they want to take care of their families and and from what Lynn had mentioned that some of the the newcomers and refugees actually flourish very quickly so maybe let's talk about how how the wide range of people that come not just people that have been maybe for many many years born Canadians that that that, that wind up on the downtown east side but newcomers that have come from different parts of the world that need to get settled and and and, and adjust to canadian society maybe with yourself and lynn how how that that really holistic and caring work that you guys do to get people started yeah so maybe i'll i'll let lynn i'll just say that a very large portion of our population right now is um our new immigrants and refugees and uh, coming from every person has such a story it's um mm. it's it's just you know it's almost heartbreaking but you know they're starting over and giving giving the chance is what we're about giving that open door let me pass that through to lynn so lynn can okay <laughs> um thank you marcia well Tarek, thank you so much for inviting us it's a real honor um and also would like to shout out to the Ministry of Advanced Education Skills and Training for all the support they give us. So, you know, we really couldn't do a lot without them. So really, really blessed to have their support. Um, so yes, um, so because it, obviously the downtown east side has a lot of the shelters, that's where a lot of people find themselves initially. I had a whole, uh, quite a, a number of um, Afghani refugees. They were all in a conference in Hawaii and they all uh, came to Canada together 
um, as refugees and um, and it, it's I mean obviously they have the trauma of leaving their whole families behind um, and trying to set up here to bring them over uh, and they're very very educated but also you imagine you arrive in a city you don't know a lot about anything really about how, how things work here the job market so you know for a lot of them um, some people took the construction route other people um, did some other things but it was really great to be able to kind of be their kind of uh, signpost you know giving them some advice and they still you know I, I have um, a couple of people that I've worked with and you know they're all set one is in uh, studying nursing now and one has you know has got a really good job but they still call me once in a while for advice. <laughs> they say to me, you're like my sister. <laughs> so, which is really sweet. So just having someone to talk to, like, you know, just something like that, like somebody to talk to. Not non-judgmental support. Like, so you're, you're yes, basically providing yes. not mm -hmm. only a resource, but, but just providing a non-judgmental way to, 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 you know, because they are undergoing stress and they're transitioning and there, there's so many issues and they need somebody to kind of pour their heart out to, to that, that's, that's there to help them. Yeah. And one thing that you'll find with many, many of our workers, they'll all say Embers is like my family. I mean, you've got to imagine a lot of people are in the situation they are because of family breakdown or family separation, um, you know, due to, uh, you know, political situations. I mean, and, and, and it's very important. Like, you know, I was talking to one of um, uh, somebody I work with and he, uh, you know, he is a refugee from Afghanistan. He said to me, you know, Lynn, you know, maybe if things were it'd just been 10 years, we would have kind of like stuck it out. But he said, Lynn, this has been going on for, you know, the political upheaval for 40 years. Nothing's going to change. It's really heartbreaking, you know? And so, um, yeah, I've learned a lot of things. I've learned so many things. And, and you know, another thing which I thought was very interesting, I worked uh, with another uh, refugee from Afghanistan. He said to me he was actually shocked by what he saw on the downtown east side. He said, I've never seen that kind of homelessness. And so, yes, even though someone's come from a war zone, right, mm -hmm. like they're dealing with different problems and different things they've never been exposed to before like they found it quite shocking so you know it's uh it's a lot to take on like there's so many things and i think yeah just having someone to talk to or knowing that there's a job like like one thing that we do for a lot of people we provide the first ever canadian job experience you know as a way sort of a, a bouncing off uh place so i think that's very important because people get their confidence you know like they might start and they might think no construction really isn't for me i'd like to do something closer to my qualification but you know what someone wanted me someone gave me a chance and then not only uh you know do they have a bit of experience they have a reference which is very important because as we all know particularly in bc like having a, a canadian work reference is very very important exactly and, 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 and just even expanding on that with, with regards to uh, the amount of people that you've employed and the actual jobs, like how do you guys get the actual uh, employers or the organizations to hire your people? Like how would those relationships? And one thing in our previous meetings, both of you had mentioned is you have more jobs than actual people 
So that was an amazing <laughs> yes. thing because you never hear that. You always hear there's no jobs from everybody, but you're saying we have more jobs than people. So maybe if you could just elaborate on how you guys have developed these relationships with employers and, and, and the type of jobs and, and, and even you, uh, I think Marsha or yourself were saying you have jobs for even for the next number of years that if people mm-hmm. want to work, it is difficult work, but, but you have the ability to give people work long-term. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, just like this is the business side of it, just like any business. So we have, you know, invested in, you know, having a director of business development, salespeople on the ground. And um, it's not a hard sell because we are very competitive. We're competitive. Our pricing is competitive with our, you know, for-profit companies. And, um, yet we're giving added value. So, you know, it's added social value. So people, people are most, most open to it, you know, because if, if you go to a, con, you know, a construction site, the site, they don't really want to exploit people. They don't want people to be paid minimum, minimum wage. I mean, they feel so much better if they know that there's a route forward for people that where they're not getting paid minimum wage, that there's some supports for them. And essentially, you know, they could, hire through embers and have all and feel better about what they're doing and and actually be a partner in helping people because we can't do anything without them they become a partner in helping to move people ahead or they can just you know go the traditional route of hiring through another you know benefit and they're not paying more through us so to me it's a pretty (laughs) easy sell um, and, and, you know, we're, we're, we've done this for a long time and we, um, connect very closely. We provide great customer service. We're always there for them. And, um, they become deep partners. It's not just like, you know, buying loaves of bread off a shelf when they order, they, we, we work for deep partnerships with companies that align themselves with the same kind of mission that, you know, with our mission. And I think that's really important. So we become, you know, I mean, it's not been easy to begin with. It was very difficult because we, nobody knew who we were. And as, as a result, as over time, we've developed a very positive um, reputation in, in the whole industry. So that's also, of course, a very good sell because they, they know they're going to be hiring people that provide them with a support and having a training program behind that. If, if, if they see somebody and they would like to train somebody up, say to become a hoist operator on their site for the future, because they think this person's really great. We'll do that for them. We'll pay for that training. So that's, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, areas of overlap uh, in our partnership. It, it's, um, you know, we, we couldn't do it without our businesses. So I, I think some of it is recognizing what they're doing as well. And an and investment in, in the people. If, if one person has some aptitude to do something that mm. has a, a better skill and a potentially more uh, income earning potential, you, you'll kind of look at the, the, the longer view that this person is starting at maybe at, uh, at the base or kind of beginner. And then if the aptitude is, hey, there's some skill set that, that, uh, that this person is, is inclined towards, and then investing in that person to develop that skill set to earn more money. Yeah, absolutely. And can, 
And can I just say one thing that's amazing about the construction industry, it's actually a very inclusive industry. You know, they don't really care your background, or where you come from, your experience. What they care about is attitude. And everybody, regardless of, of where they're from and their background, can have a good attitude. They just want someone who show up every day and be on time. And the skill set you can train. And, and so it's a very low barriered kind of uh, uh, mm -hmm. employer, the, the whole industry. But what's also good, if you've got the right attitude, you can move up very quickly. A lot of people don't really understand how diverse construction is. I mean, I've worked in the industry for years without ever having to pick up um, any tool and, and build anything. It's so diverse, you know, in the management side, the logistics, procurement, training, learning and development. It, it's a very robust business. So it, mm -hmm. it offers a lot of opportunities. So even if someone, say, has, has come, a new Canadian has come in and they're very educated, there are some very, very good jobs. I mean, it's, and, you know, when you think about the construction industry in terms of the worldwide, it's a massive employer. Like it, it turns the world's economies to some extent. So I think yeah. it's about looking at it differently, differently than what people think it is. I'd like to just mention for an example, I think it would really be helpful just to talk about who came to us in 2016. Mm. Yeah. And somebody who came from, I can't remember which country, but he, he, had, he had come with his, his parents and uh, he was, married. I don't know if he got married in Montreal or here, but um, he lived in Montreal for a couple of years and then it just uh, horrible things happened to him. Like he, he, he lost his wife, his, both of his parents within the space of a few months. Um, and uh, he just spiraled downward. He, he came from, a, he was a, a white collar worker. I think he was working in, um, in technology and IT. I think he was he was doing sales or something like that and uh, but he this devastation just threw him right over the edge and um, to the point where he tried to take his life and in and it was a very very long haul trying to get back out of this deep deep depression I mean he had thrown away all of his identity papers never mind just getting that back took years I mean he because he he was that was it for him but after after a while, he had, he had a team of you know um, workers working with him, from social workers to counselors and that. Somebody said, you know, you should come to Embers. You know, it's, it'd be good for you to get out. I think you're ready to step out in the world. So he came to us, and uh, so interesting. You know, he like he was a white collar worker in his past. He hadn't worked for a number of years, and he came to us, and he. Um, you know, we, we had construction jobs and he said, well, you know, okay, we can, you know, give you a general labor job. And he tried it, you know, it, you know, he tried it. And he was like, oh, he, you know, when you talk to him now, he said it was so difficult, you know, just, you know, the, the, the dirt on his fingers and the, you know, using a, you know, outdoor toilet and, you know, the language on, on sites and the, you know, the roughness and, you know, the whole bit, like it was, it was really difficult, but he started to, and, and he was sore, but he, you know, he would work a day here, or a day there. And he, then he, you know, we were able to work with him when he was ready to work. Sometimes he would just retreat and then he'd come back to us, but he always had a great attitude getting back to what uh, Lynn was saying, he, you know, people loved him, but 
you know, he suffered from anxiety, but we worked with him with his anxiety. And when he could work, we were able to put him onto jobs and gradually started to work more and more. And, he, and then he said, you know, he, he actually went back to his counselor. He said, you know, this physical labor, even though he was from a white collar job, he said, this physical labor was, I guess, shocking his system and getting him out of himself. It was helpful. He said, I, this is actually my therapy. I feel better when I'm working which is, you know, who'd expect that? So uh, over time, over a few years, we trained him up. He, he became, eventually he was able to work five days a week. And, uh, and one of the companies hired him on permanently with their company. And then they trained him further. You know, he became a construction safety officer on site. And, you know, and then, and he was working, you know, phoning us, for laborers, you know, he now wow. is working. And then he phoned me a few months ago and he said, oh, Marsha, what should I do? Because he needs that support still. He's still part of the Embers family. And this is a few years later. He says, wow. Marsha, what should I do? The, the company wants to send me back to school to become a project manager. What do you think I should do? I'm really nervous. I feel a lot of things. I said, do it, <laughs> you know, do that, Emil, <laughs> of course. And so he's going back to school to become a project manager. And he'll be back in a white collar kind of job. But he has been, you know, he has been uh, really, you know, he's, he's doing wonderful now. And he doesn't think about his horrible past. He only thinks about the future. And he only, you know, he's, he's flying. He's doing wonderful. So that's what we can do for somebody. And yeah. And and you know what? It's it's morale, the morale of a human being, right? It's and I think this is why uh, your reputation uh, it, amongst employers is you're helping that person with their confidence, their morale, their training, the love, the compassion, the support, the respect that human beings need to to function, and and by providing that, that gives the morale for ideally the employer to have, you know, somebody who's in a good state of mind to do the work and be positive and have a good attitude. And all of that is as a result of that kind of compassion and respect and support you're providing these individuals to get back on their feet, because it's not just about the actual work itself. Mm. The human being's emotions need to be nurtured as well. Uh, and, and I think that's, in my view, from just looking at it objectively by providing that compassion and support is helping that attitude and that positivity and the commitment from these employers to provide uh, mm. jobs for these, these people that you're, you're really helping in multiple ways to get on their feet. Yeah, I think you make a really, really good point. It's morale. And what I, I think underlying this is what I've seen. Like, it's almost like miracles happen when people work. I mean, work, is a source of income but you see so many changes like so if you look at you see that he's built confidence in himself he's built connections he he has friends now on from from his his workplace he's he's got some connect he was isolated before socially isolated before and he had no confidence so he's built that he's built stability and he has a, a future he's looking forward before he couldn't even think from one day to the next now he's looking at his future, how he can develop himself and, and that kind of thing. And he has other people behind him. It's, it's life changing. It, that's mm -hmm. the most important. I think it's those um, intangibles almost, you know, he knows he's cared about, he's valued. It, those, I think those kinds of uh, intangibles are probably the most important part of it. And, and the sense of community, belonging, yeah. care, 
and yeah. and by yeah. providing that, even though Embers is a, is a, is an organization, but by providing that belonging, that community, brotherhood, sisterhood, the human beings need that to function. And if they are traumatized, they are depressed, they are anxious, by you being a rock of of support in multiple ways, that's giving them the confidence and the courage to keep going. So and, true. And- yeah, and you and Tarek, you, you said a word that's really important to Embers is you said about individual. Everyone is treated as an individual. And, you know, we like we give people lots of chances. Like we're not a, we're not like a second or third chance people. We are three strikes 10, you're out. 10, 10, 11, 12, 13. Like people like people always come back to Embers, even if they leave because maybe they found a permanent job or they they move away. It's Marsha, you always say, people always come back to Embers. <laughs> they, you know, we've got that bond and they know that no matter what, we're here. And, and sometimes it's a transition to something a lot bigger, you know, like they, they go on a site and employer will really like them and they'll be hired on. So yeah, we, we never turn people away. And we're, you know, we, we like you said, we're non-judgmental. And, and no. human beings need that. They, they yeah. need support. They, you know, judgment. And, uh, you know, we had an interview with uh, uh, one of the peoples on our addiction recovery team. And so he wound up on the downtown east side. And he came from a middle class family and he was shooting up uh, in the alleys of the downtown east side. And I was mm. like, you know, you had a home to go to. Why were you? Why were you there? And he says, because nobody there judged me. Right. So I think kind mm. of coming into your organization, mm-hmm. which is providing all these services, but that non-judgmental supportive and forgiving kind of way. Like, you know, usually, you know, a lot of us, you know, if somebody disappoints us once, twice or three times, we're like, okay, we're going to write them <laughs> off. But, yeah. but like you said, if you're like that patient kind of uh, support that, Hey, you know, we're human beings. Some people make mistakes more than twice or three times or 10, 12 <laughs> times. And to have that forgiving attitude, I think that, that yeah. that's, uh, that's an investment. Uh, in the community, so it's 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 not just the dollars and cents. It's like an investment in in the psychology and the well being and the confidence of the community. So I applaud the, both of you for your commitment and your long term vision and support and the track record. The track record speaks for itself. You provide thousands of, of jobs. You 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 help multiple employers. So it's it, taking the kind of role of of really being a shepherd for the community and, mm. and tending to the people, to their needs and, and really helping them grow long-term. Even they, they, they need that advice and encouragement even when they are established and, and by still providing that, that resource, not that, oh, file is done, <laughs> you know, this guy's got a job. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna keep helping them along the way, which, which is admirable. It's, it's, it's really, again, you know, when people are looking for solutions, right? Everyone talks about the problems on the downtown east side and, and, and very few have really mentioned solutions, but the solutions mm. you're providing, especially you guys are right there. You're in the heart of, of where, where the issues, the fentanyl crisis, the, you know, uh, communities that have been, had systemic racism and, and kind of economically disadvantaged because of, of uh, you know, systemic reasons. But by by kind of having that long term commitment and really addressing the core issue is is again that feeling of belonging, community support, forgiveness, and and the to help economically. 
basically like it's it's a full package it's like yeah some groups will provide the psychology and compassion nothing else but you're you're like okay we'll even provide you with that cold hard cash with, with that emotional support with it which is a, is a big thing yeah. and and again yeah. you know i love this city of vancouver i love meeting people like yourself because you know we have these similar values of care for the community mm. and looking at mm -hmm. solutions like here are people that, mm. that you know we are all come from different religions and backgrounds and we all just have this mission to to help and by coming together and, and helping with solutions uh, very grateful and then even with the work with the care center and uh, the muslim food bank and and just by being a resource because mm -hmm. we have people in our community that are looking for work and we have people that have had uh, addiction issues in our in our community and part of the the whole uh, relationship as we started was uh, you know we need to to provide employment, but you're actually providing much more than the job. You're, you're providing that that human support, which which I think it's hard to quantify in a bullet point kind of yes. thing. But but that mm -hmm. compassion is really what people need to to really, yeah. especially if they're in, in trauma, if they're in some sort of issue. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said earlier in the conversation, uh, Marsha, people tend to look at people on the downtown east side in, in a one view that they're all like this because they want to be, but it, it's much more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I think people don't realize until, you know, the kind of work that you guys are doing. And that's why we wanted to highlight kind of the nuances of the work that you're doing. But you you'd said one thing in a previous meeting, Marsha, about kind of the spark of the inspiration, the spark of like going to a meeting we're talking yeah. about solutions. Maybe if you could just revisit yeah. that because I thought that was an interesting uh, way yeah. of part of the origin story of, of how oh. Embers has got to where it is. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, so we, in the very beginning, I was more of a community organizer before Embers was uh, established. We were, we were doing a lot of community meetings and looking at strategies that, and, and, and reaching out to residents and people in the downtown east side to look at, um, you know, what kind of community solutions there were that could, you know, create economic opportunities for people and, and, and trying to get it. And this one fellow, Brian Baker, um, came to me in this meeting. And he actually just came to me afterwards because we were looking at employment strategies and that kind of thing. And he said to me, you know what we really need in this community? We need a not-for-profit temp company because me and my buddies, when we need money, we go to, you know, these day labor companies. Like, they're so exploitive. They charge you for, for everything, boots, travel, everything, and they pay you minimum wage. And they really want to keep you down because they're, you know, that's how they make their money off you. And he said, you know, if, if we had had a not-for-profit you could take those profits and you could pay us better and you could help us get ahead and you know it was like the lights went on at that point it was like wow you know a light bulb went off in my head I said oh Brian can you write that down on a little piece of paper just and he did he did and it became it really was I have to credit him he it became the kernel of the idea because you looked around and you said what do we have in this community of 18, 20,000 people? We have a lot of people who aren't working well and who, who have capacity to work. And how can we create that? And he came up and said, yeah, well, this is how we work. We work through temp agencies. So we said, well, so we started the whole process. Maybe we can turn around this model and make it a, you know, a socially responsible way of, of employing people. And, and I employed, I, I actually employed him and a bunch of other people in the downtown east side to do our first market research on, on you know, what, 
if, if when we were building our business plan because um, we wanted so to... it, it was like a divine revelation like that spark <laughs> that that, that, that kind of oh and and then the person that kind of provided that that aha you helped them like you it basically that that spark just wound up helping him and 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 the people there so it's it's amazing like mm -hmm. the desire to help and then it becomes formalized and it becomes an institution. I'm sure at that moment, you didn't realize how big it would become no, no. And, and the impact that you would provide. No, no. But you, you know it's, it was the right way because it's, it's organically grown. It, you know, it, it has, and we've, you know, it's just so successful and we've won work. You know that you're on the right path, you know, because it's just, it just happens, it works. Well, you know what, uh, again, just speaking for myself, like just getting to know you guys uh, for the last few months, uh, just a lot of respect for your work, a lot of uh, uh, amazing work that you're doing, the solutions, right? I, everyone, every newspaper talks problem, problem, problem. You guys are mm -hmm. on the ground, solution day in, day out, not just the dollars and cents, but that human compassion and respect and forgiveness that human beings need because we're all human beings and, and providing that human compassion is really, again, uh, I think what makes your Amber's model very successful. So again, thank you, Marsha. Thank you, Lynn. Now in closing, oh, thank you. <laughs> in yes, closing, thank you. any final comments or, or uh, things we haven't talked about that you would like to, to just uh, for everybody to take home uh, to conclude our discussion? Um, yeah, we've got jobs coming. Come yeah. and meet us, contact yeah. us. We've got jobs. We've got we lots got of jobs. We've we got, got lots got of jobs. training. <laughs> yeah, and we do have we do have access through in in other parts of like in Surrey and New West in Fraser Valley. We have jobs out there as well, and we are working with the immigrant communities out out in the valleys as well. We have and 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 they're not all construction jobs. Some of them are in in um, logistics and we're working with Perlator that we have a, a number of different jobs. So we're- Fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and even just, just people that are, you know, looking for work, they may not be on the downtown east side, but they're yeah. looking for work. And, and they, they, at the moment, you know, they're putting their resumes out and they wanted to try and get a job. And for those folks that may not necessarily be from the downtown east side, but are just folks looking to, to just yeah. get, get a job, maybe we can talk about that a bit. Yeah, we, yeah we, we're not, our origins were in the downtown east side, but we are open to absolutely everybody. And, you know, some people like with the COVID and whatever, you know, they've lost their jobs. They're looking to reconnect. Um, we're helping lots of people that and we're getting, yeah. now we're getting lots of immigrants coming in too. Uh, maybe they, maybe there are people who don't aren't, don't qualify for some of the government programs. They're working for us. We have jobs, and just about, I mean, everybody's got some kind of a unless they have a permanent job someplace that they feel secure in, they're facing a barrier to employment in this world, right? And especially right now. And we have jobs for them. And um, yeah, like we said, we started out, we got more jobs than we can even fill. So. Even during the, the pandemic, even during the coronavirus, because a lot of people, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you talk to people that are sky is falling, everything's falling apart, the pandemic this, the pandemic that, but you're still saying, hey, we've got jobs, like we've got, so, and, yeah. and for those that, that have, their businesses have gone down because of the pandemic, their, their job has been kind of eliminated because of the pandemic, uh, you're, it, it, are you finding a lot of people coming to you uh, that, yes. that are tra in transition? 
Yes. hundred percent. Yes. And, and transition yeah. is the right word because that, I mean, that's the beauty of the model we have. People can come to us. I mean, we've had people whose businesses have gone down and they've come to us to work, you know, because they really need the money and they're in, tra- they'll get back. They'll, they'll somewhere, some, some way down the line there, they're, they'll get back on their feet and that, but they need the transition period. And we're there for them in that way as well. You know, even and can I just, can I also say we've had a lot of people laid off from COVID, say, for example, in the uh, concert industry, I've got, I've had two flight attendants uh, recently contact me. So we have something called traffic management, which is the people that manage the traffic uh, around a construction site. And it's a great entry level job for say someone who can't really do the physical labor. So I've had a lot of people, a lot of people who are, been laid off from the uh, film industry or wanting to get into the film industry. So we help a lot of people. And like Marcia said, it's a great transition because a, a lot of what, you know, you learn in construction, you can bring it into other jobs, particularly the film industry mm-hmm. as an example. That's great. Well, thank you guys. Uh, really applaud your work. Uh, a lot of respect, a lot of love for you guys. Just uh, uh, appreciate right the work that you mutual. guys are doing. Mutual, mutual. Yeah, right back at you, Tarek. <laughs> and, 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 and where can people get a hold of you guys? If, if they're looking for you, they, they, they want to get a hold of Ambers, what, what do they need to do? Okay, well, they can uh, call. Well, let me give you, yeah, let me give you the phone number of our office. That would be a good place to begin. So that's 604-692-0781. Is it one or two? Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> I'm not I sure. It, I have to look we have two numbers. Embers but, Canada. Look at emberscanada.org. Yeah. All the information .org. numbers. Yeah, emberscanada.org. Yeah. Right. And, and and yeah, emberscanada.org as well. But I, I the phone number is really good. So it's 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 604-692-0781. We'll get you there. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you for taking your time Thank out. Thank you. And and we really really wanted to highlight and showcase your work and hopefully get it to a bigger audience to really understand the the really holistic kind of service you're providing uh, again thank you again guys Thank so you. That's oh, the thank you. That's, 